One, two, three, and from Los Angeles, California, from our house to your house. This is FDR Radio, and my name is Max, and uh, I'm on a crusade. Crusade. I am crusading against the people who are crusading against me. Yes. I'm crusading against the Christian crusaders who want to tell me what I can read, force me to have babies, <laughs> rob the national treasury, and take away your rights one after the other. The attack on sex is all around you, and I know you're all very busy playing games on your little computers, but eventually, just like the 50s and the 40s, those things will disappear. You won't be able to watch them because the Christians don't want you to watch that. They don't want you to know the truth. What is that? Must be a special effect, or maybe God is listening. Calm down, God. Everything's okay. Uh, in the meantime, tonight, I'm very excited because it's an exciting night. And uh, I'm going to go get some edibles, but I'm going to turn you over to my girl, Dr. Susie. Good evening. Well, good evening, Captain Max, and welcome to FDR. <laughs> We're on the love train, going through the tunnel of love into the great unknown. Oh, and yes, we are coming from. An interesting show last week where we spoke about fascism in America, Christo-fascism, and its attempt to Christianize us. And there's its counterpart, of course, in Russia. Putin is a Christo-fascist in his own Greek Orthodox way, you could say. It's quite prevalent around the world, but we have our own here in America, and we have a movement, a Christo-fascist movement, that moves through the streets with the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers and sometimes mass murderers, mm. right up to the top with the supreme injustices. And then there's the middle, the politicians taking money from the capitalists who want to keep us divided, us workers. Mm -hmm. So we started talking about that. It sounds like we're going to continue to talk about this Christo-fascist movement, which is now under examination in our 
hallowed halls of Congress as they are looking over what I'm calling QAnon lately. And the interest in it, whether you like it or not, of course I don't like it, but I'm obviously interested. And I guess whether you're pro or con, this con, which is called QAnon here on FDR, then it's a kink. So we're talking QAnon kink. Mm -hmm. And since these hearings are so tedious, you really got to have a kind of QAnon kink to watch them. And yet they are illuminating. I must say, I'm no longer depressed. Remember last week? I was depressed. That got a lot of mileage somehow. A lot of people were people referring to People love when you're depressed. Yeah, they do. They do. Oh. It's almost tempting to be depressed Pressed. all the time yeah. because people love it so much. They get into it and try to tell you not to be depressed right. for no good reason, really. But yeah. yet you shouldn't be depressed, so they say. But in any case, it does garner quite a bit of attention, which is why I'm not surprised a lot of people talk about it. I must be honest, though, and say I am no longer depressed. And that is probably because I've gotten some deep rest. Yes, indeed, brothers and sisters, thanks to the miracle of melatonin. <laughs> which doctors never recommend because they don't make any money on melatonin. It's so funny when I ask my doctors about melatonin, they always look at me like I'm talking about some exotic plant from the Amazon jungle. It's in every pharmacy, it's everywhere. And yet, because it's not like a major drug company thing, they don't know anything about it. But yeah, it calms you down and makes you sleep. I suppose you could get addicted to it, but they say it doesn't have harmful effects. You take it. I take it. Right. So it's not that the melatonin cures your depression, but one of my theories is that when you're depressed, you need deep rest. And when you're depressed, sometimes you sleep a lot, but very often, if you're like me, you can't sleep. And that makes you crazier. So, melatonin to the rescue. Though depression can always come back. Kind of uh, like COVID. <laughs> or like a pothole in these untended to roads that capitalism just doesn't want to fix. And that's one reason I don't keep guns in the house. I mean, there are many reasons, actually. I don't like guns for a million reasons. But yeah, if you're really depressed, it is just so quick and easy to just kill yourself when you got a gun. Or maybe kill somebody you love or hate or maybe both you know that mixed feeling 
or maybe somebody you don't even know because you're mad at the world we all get mad at the world we all do it doesn't require being crazy to be mad at the world it barely even requires being depressed anyway now if you're mad at the world hey you just get yourself a gun and it's easier than ever thanks to our supreme injustices so the murders and mass murders and the suicides and the suicide homicides and the accidental homicides are mounting and that's not mounting the fun way although I do like that word anyway so I'm gonna say it again mounting Ooh, mount me baby mm-hmm and not in that bad way if you're depressed you can get through it but if you got a gun well you just get into it and then you're dead or somebody else is dead or everybody's dead and all because you had a gun and you were depressed when you just needed deep rest and that's not just sleep although that's part of it but a rest a rest from the madness we're all being tortured by it and we need deep rests from the madness and it's hard to get those deep rests so we don't get depressed right and you know it doesn't need to be depression almost any negative emotion will do and you can do it at any age actually in Utah a four-year-old shot at police with his dad's gun as they were arresting his dad for disorderly conduct and he told the police honestly because he's honest he's too young to know how to lie yet that he wanted his dad to be free to do what he wanted and I'm sure he's heard his dad talk about freedom and his dad's gun was really easy to get right there in the car for yep. the four-year-old yep right disgraceful so it was a good thing they were not carrying guns during the rape of the Capitol on January 6, 2021, which is, I guess, what some people are paying attention to these days because the hearings are going on if you're tuned into FDR Live. Because if they had had guns, it would have been a bloodbath. Already people died, but it's a little harder to kill people with flagpoles than with guns. First of all, most of those guys don't even know how to hold the gun, <laughs> frankly. Uh, well, and I guess the gun holders weren't there. The flagpole <laughs> smashers were there, and they were certainly trying. You watch them. That is fascinating and horrific to see how hard they're trying with these. We support the police flags to smash the heads of the Capitol Police. Yeah. And of course, we've seen that a million times, but it's still kind of interesting to see it in the halls of Congress being talked about. And yes, when it happened, I called it the rape of 
the Capitol because that's what it was. It wasn't exactly a bloodbath. It was a rape. And now I call it Kuanon <laughs> because it was an attempted coup. It was a weird loser clown coup, but it was an attempted coup of a sort by a weird loser clown leader and his weird loser clown followers who do a lot of damage. Unfortunately, these clowns are scary for a reason. Coup-anon. I spell that C-O-U-P and then anon. But it is, of course, a play on QAnon, which was quite involved in the insurrection and the rape of the No, I think those were all Antifa. (laughs) Well, that was part of the game. That is part of the great fabrication, the lie, the story. We love storytelling, don't we, Captain Max? We certainly do. You know, you mentioned uh, this... But it's dangerous. ...little boy who took a shot at the cops. And more and more cops, by the way, are getting killed in the line of duty. And nobody can figure out why these police are being attacked. I know the answer. Because for years, police have been killing citizens. Well, they still are. And they still are. And now, it's in the loosey-goosey world, karma. People are mad. Even a four-year-old. Yeah, people are mad. Not that that gives you any right to shoot anybody. Anybody. But we do understand the anger at police, even from a four-year-old who's saying, why are you doing that to or my from dad? A, or f- who knows? Maybe his dad wasn't doing much. Right. I think it was just what they call disorderly conduct, conduct. which is kind of amorphous, like nuisance, you yeah. know? So the kid might have had something there. Now, dad should not have had a gun no, in yeah. the car. I mean, people, I can't go and get hey. on any of your sides. Stupido. Okay. <laughs> What the fuck are you doing with a gun in your car? To yeah. P- what, you fear for your life because of the cops? <laughs> you feel that somebody's going to carjack you? What the fuck are you doing with a gun in your car? Well, a lot of people have guns in uh, their cars. I, I understand that. A lot of people get shot. And a lot of mothers, I remember some kid who shot his mother in the back while she's taking him to to the firing range and he shoots her because he's got a gun in the back seat these right. are these are not too bright this this is there's some kind of dullness of the of the brain here yes there are brain problems and we are all experiencing brain problems And yet, the presence of the gun enables the person with the brain problem to take out a bunch of his fellow citizens. And it's usually a he, so that's why I say the pronoun his. But in any case, I am so glad that, I guess because they did have some metal detectors going into the ellipse, 
even though Trump was saying, take out the magazines or something there. I forget what it's called, magas or something that would tell whether these people had guns. So they didn't, for the most part, have guns and they went directly from the ellipse to the Capitol and therefore their weapons were kind of strange like flagpoles and a whole gallows was there. And yet their numbers were so large and their passion so intense. Wow, really serious passion there. That, I mean, they almost accomplished a coup in a way. You hear that in these tapes and recordings. I've been sort of listening to them along with Mary Trump, Donald's niece who watches every bit of it. I don't watch every bit of it, but she does it with these various dignitaries. And yeah, I mean, we're just not really seeing anything new, but we're just hearing how it all went down. And it just shows how the Trumpus really needs to be arrested like the mob boss that he is. If I had done that, I'd be in prison right now. And you wonder. No no trial, no nothing. Why not? First you go to trial. First you go to prison Mm -hmm. because you're charged. And then we go from there. Well, that's what happened to the followers. Mm -hmm. A lot of them just got picked up and dropped into the tank. And if they couldn't afford the bail, they had to stay there but not any of the Trumps. And by the way, you see that even though they're trying to counsel him on stopping the thing, and he doesn't want to stop it. No. No. This but is, still, they're all conspiring. This is great. This is great. He loves, loves it. it. Oh, my goddess, he loves it. He was waiting for his insurrectionists to take the Capitol, to rape the Capitol, to just pin it like it was a wrestling match. And of course, Trump is really into wrestling. That's his whole milieu. That's his entertainment field. And that's his fan base are people that like wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, he was hoping that there would be a takedown here through the element of surprise. And there was an element of surprise and through the sheer passion and the deep fantasies. I was listening to Malcolm Nance, who's a brilliant guy, but he's too much of a warmonger for me. A little bit of a hawk, not a chicken hawk, a hawk hawk. But he certainly has a good idea of what a lot of these guys are thinking. They were thinking, we're gonna hang Mike Pence and we're gonna kill Nancy Pelosi. Why not? And we're going to rape AOC. You know they were fantasizing about it, even if they didn't have a plan to do it. And you know Trump was fantasizing, hoping that they would just get in there and partly through the QAnon look, which disarms people because it is so clownish. I mean, when we saw the shaman, we thought, oh, this is a joke. This is not violent, because the shaman was just making a lot of noise. 
and the two guys on either side of them. You know, there were certain guys that were just like the clown front. And then there were the guys that were breaking windows and breaking heads. And those guys, mm, Oath Keepers. Yeah. But for Trump, this was porn. Just sheer deliciousness that he was like consuming like he consumes his burgers while he was sitting there in the dining room probably consuming burgers of the White House and watching this stuff and hoping that they would kill enough of his rivals and then crown him president for life. Yeah. 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 Putin's going to be the vice president. Well, I guess the Russian-American Federation of billionaires and assholes. Uh, so, l- listen, my friends. Um, next door to you, probably 20 feet away, there could be some Christo-fascists. And what they want to do is take away certain rights from you, things that we have fought for, certainly in my life, uh, for many, many years. And that's uh, freedom uh, to pursue our happiness, to do the things in life that, uh, that power a country, a nation, a culture, uh, which includes art, includes real freedoms. Freedom from hunger, so that's very helpful. Freedom from homelessness is really helpful. Uh, freedom from disease is really helpful. These are things that the person next door, 20 feet away, doesn't want you to have. Okay. And it's not a joke. This happened in Nazi Germany. It happened in uh, in fascist Italy. Uh, Religion has no place in our political lives stay in your lane because you know the little snowflakes on the left are waking up <laughs> slowly but surely let's hope so yes they're waking up come on they call us woke let's yeah. act that way okay <laughs> yeah really i mean i would like to be woke i feel like we're all asleep i would like us to wake up to what's going on which is that our planet is burning and flooding, boiling, I say, like water dripping everywhere from Greenland, which is frozen, is now just flooding. And of course, it's a desert here where FDR is located. And back east, you guys get all kinds of weather, I guess, depending. So we got to do something about this environment or not. I guess not in a way. I guess we can't because we have no power and because we have a duopoly in this country where there are multiple reasons on both sides to keep the gas pumping. And everybody is more concerned about the price of gasoline than they are about (laughs) killing off all of human life and many other forms of life on this 
beautiful planet in this beautiful galaxy we have been blessed to see pictures of from the Webb telescope. I love those pictures that we're showing in between some of our fabulous other pictures here as we talk on the love train. You By the way, all the photos are for sale that are ours. Yes, yeah. the photos that are ours, not the galaxy not photos. Not the galaxy photos. Okay, but like us spanking our Trump surrogate, me and Mistress Chara, you can buy that photo if you like. And you can buy all these fabulous photos that we're showing from our Bonoboville reunion. And actually, we have to censor them because we are showing them on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all these platforms where you're not allowed to show tits or ass. Because they are private, corporate, correct? Yes. Platforms. And that's a shame. Yeah. And let me add something in there, which is kind of interesting for me because I have fought a case like that. Um, and that is, what was I going to say? I don't know, but we are going to be doing an interview oh, oh, very shortly yes. about this subject of okay. censorship. That's all very nice, except that all of these broadcasts that these private companies and platforms have operate off the telephone lines. So we should take control, we the right. people, we the government. I would rather the government was doing the censoring than these private companies, honestly, because at least you have recourse. You can take it to court. Yep. You know, you can assert your rights, which is what we did when we were on public access. Correct. And I am going to be doing an interview shortly, and Captain Max and possibly a few other people here, about our time on public access, which was a wonderful time. <laughs> a 18 years. We yes, were, we, yes. We brought up a lot of Angelinos. We sure did. <laughs> For 18 years. Yeah, especially when we were on Channel 3. Right, right. Right, with the mainstream media. There we were saying all kinds of great things and showing hot bodies. I mean, we didn't show penis and vagina sex, but we could show licking and kissing oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, scissoring yeah. and... We could show topless and even frontal nudity and masturbation. We could show a lot, and it was amazing. Except when we couldn't, which was John Regis of Adelphia, and then we did expose him, and then, of course, he was exposed by others for not just hiding our masturbation, but hiding his own masturbation the Regis of boys. his figures meaning cooking the books right masturbating the figures i'm just masturbating my own figure <laughs> anyway we okay. let these billionaires do this all the time but he got caught and actually that was a case of some responsibility and yet then we lost public access when it was sold to time warner who just kind of gave it up and said, oh, 
you got the internet now. You got YouTube. Well, yes. no, YouTube is not the same. We even knew it back then, but now we know it more than ever. And YouTube just doesn't censor tits and ass much more than public access. YouTube also censors politics. See, public access never censored politics. Remember Bill Rosendahl, rest in peace. Is he dead now? I think so, yeah. yeah. But in any case, he was involved in public access. We had our arguments because he thought I was too sexy. But I'm a sexy lefty. And he was a little bit of a lefty himself. And they prided themselves on their political shows. And now, guess what? Political shows are censored, such as Abby Martin, her shows from RT. I know why, I know, and I ain't on the Russian side, but I don't think those shows should be censored, or Chris Hedges. I agree with Noam Chomsky on that. Our insurrection show, the show about the rape of the Capitol, which we called after the insurrection, and all we talked about was this riot, this white people riot, <laughs> which was an appropriate other name for it in a way because BLM was happening so much and they were trying to say, oh, well, okay, this is their version. <laughs> nah, it was really QAnon or the rape of the Capitol. In any case, YouTube censored our show about that, which was all audio, no erotica, and not even sexy talk. And they censored it. And they do that every once in a while. You never know. You live in constant fear of being censored. So, brothers and sisters, lovers and sinners, oh, there's my, if you're watching live, you see the banner from Rape of the Capitol where the heads are rolling. That's my fantasy that their heads would be rolling. Rudy Giuliani and all the Trumps and Lindsey Graham, different ones who were responsible for this. Ted Cruz. And no, I don't want their heads to literally be rolling. I just want them to take responsibility. And yeah, they commit so much worse violence, all of these guys. This was symbolic, and that's why they need to be held accountable. One thing that was interesting that's come out of these hearings that I was impressed with was how ridiculous Trump's rehearsals for his little speech were. And those tapes are for posterity. Everyone can see how what a fool. he really couldn't pronounce yesterday. I mean, I know I can't pronounce words either. I don't fault him for that. But actually, how he refused to say the word yesterday because he had trouble with it. That I kind of thought was weird. As well as he didn't want to say he lost the election. I think that part was damning. If anything is damning here, which I'm not sure, I hope something is, but these Democrats are so scared of holding him accountable. I hope I'm wrong about that. I want to be wrong. And for these Democrats 
to hold the Republicans, who are really more fascist, more Christo-fascist, much more than the Dems. But the Dems, you guys, you have to hold them accountable or else there will be hell to pay. So here's somebody who's got something to say about the topic. Wolfgang Felix, white Christian fascism will be the final nail in America's coffin. You know, it was the first nail, the first white European nail, because the first white Europeans that really settled, not just exploited temporarily like the explorers, but settled were the pilgrims and the Puritans. And of course, the pilgrims were a certain kind of Puritan, which were the original evangelicals, which were kicked out by the British and the Dutch because they were just too Christo-fascist for the Europeans. They were. They were Christo-fascist. They were the originals in a way. I guess there were others before them, but they certainly were the original Christo-fascists in America, the pilgrims the ones we all worship at Thanksgiving, who really didn't have that kind of a Thanksgiving. And actually, that's why I celebrate Spanksgiving, because they were much more into spanking their own people, as well as flogging, and worse, in stocks. But they were into killing American natives. And they were nothing to be proud of as far as I can hear, and very misogynist. And so white Christian fascism, I agree Wolfgang Felix, I think. I'm not sure, I appreciate your opinion that they will be the final nail in America's coffin, but I know for sure from my history that they are the first nail in that they started the settlements. The guys down in Virginia, they did some settlements like in Roanoke, but that got wiped out pretty fast. Really what had staying power, inspiring the Zionists and the Nazis. That's right, Adolf Hitler took a lot of inspiration. I'm not calling the pilgrims Nazis. I'm just saying Adolf Hitler took inspiration from white American Christo-fascists that wiped out the natives. He thought that was brilliant. And that's what this country was founded on, this country meaning the United States of America. Actually, the country, the land is much older and I love the name Turtle Island. Really, that well, was the name of the natives. Uh, Dr. Susie. Yes. I just want to clarify something. Go right ahead. I'm not just after Catholics or Christians or all religions. All religions have a history of violence. All religions have a history 
of separating humans from one another. Right, certainly Judaism yeah. and certainly Islam, Islam and certainly Hinduism and to some degree Buddhism's a little bit better but and, yeah, and, nah, then it gets worse. Yeah. The idea of it, but a lot of the ideas in religion are nonviolent. But then <laughs> the actual people, the humans that are practicing to enforce these become violent. And I imagine Buddhism to be more nonviolent because I grew up during the American War in Vietnam. And by the way, I call it the American War in Vietnam, not the Vietnam War. Because people that call it the Vietnam War kind of blame Vietnam. It wasn't their fault. We invaded. So it was the American War, and that's what they call it in Vietnam. So they're Buddhists, so I felt like, oh, they're peaceful people. But I've seen them also in other places where they're violent people. So I'm not going to name names right now. Although, hey, there's been some changes going on in Sri Lanka. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, although I like the way the people kind of pushed out the president without a lot of violence they yeah. just did it in sheer numbers numbers right that's what we got to do with brett kavanaugh yeah. sheer numbers get this guy out of there we don't have the guts but yes they didn't seem to be violent and i am non-violent so sheer numbers hug them to death although that gets a little sort of sketchy when there's covid anyway all you people, I love you, who are writing things like Good Evening and Fire, Fire, Fire. I'm not going to name your names. You know why? Because you're not writing anything specific. And better yet, why don't you... I want you to say things, and okay? And call us. And better yet, you could call, call us, us yep. at 626-461-5950. All right, kids. stereo. Yeah. So first person to call is going to get a free copy of Dr. Susie's book, which I am going to personally send out and sign. Well, I'm not going to sign it. She'll sign it. 626 <laughs> And don't wait till the very last three minutes of the show to call to tell us. A great story, but... I will hate you a little bit Yeah, if well, you do that. So call now or now. never. Or now it's or never is okay. Yeah. we got a lot to talk yeah. about. In fact, calling us the his and her voices and how we harmonize there made me think of how we are very his and her, which reminded me of the latest in the Kartrashian news. This time it's Kylie and Travis, his and her. And no, I have not forgotten the horrors of Travis world, which I could come up with at another time, but not now. Now I wanna talk about another crime against humanity that's presented on Instagram as romance in tasteful black and white. And I do enjoy tasteful black and white as you see occasionally on our photographs. And I do believe in romance and doing things together. And I'm all for everyone having different pronouns, whatever they like. But I am a her and Max is a him or his. And we do have his and her 
microphone headsets, right? Well, we do, yes. We do. And his and her bar chairs. Yes. And we have his and her bath towels and his and her offices and his and her underwear. Mine is a little smaller, although I do like the boy style, so we do. And I noticed that another loving couple have his and her private jets (laughs) spewing his and her plumes of jet fuel all over the neighborhood. Our tortured atmosphere. And yes, that would be you, Kylie, Jenner, and Travis Scott. They're, they're, uh, don't they all live up in somewhere up in somewhere in the hills up Calabasas. there? Calabasas. Calabas. So you guys are taking your jet planes to Calabasas, dropping fuel. Mm-hmm. Just all, flying to Van Nuys. Yeah, on all your neighbors. Or Burbank yeah. Airport, you know. One of the close airports they're going to. Good thing you're not my neighbor. It's not like they're flying to New York. Right. They're flying a short distance, which uses a lot of fuel, spews yes. a lot. Right, right. Because it's, it's all, taking it's all off about power and, and landing. landing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and, and also these, they call themselves environmentalists or some shit like that. Kylie Jenner, she lied and said she was a billionaire when she wasn't. Now she is because everybody who was almost a billionaire is a lot richer since the corona apocalypse. So, so is she. So she is an actual billionaire. But even beforehand, she lied and said that she was. And now she's putting out a little IG posts that say... You want to take mine or yours while she and her man are kissing in front of their two twin jets. Now, I'm all for joining the Mile High Club, as you know, which we talked about a couple weeks ago. But, honey, you do that in one plane, not two. So... Unless you, uh, he has a long hose. <laughs> then you can refuel in flight. <laughs> yeah, it's a real long hose. <laughs> a real long it hose. It needs two planes. Yeah. They should not be allowed to do that. I think there should be some laws against private jets spewing so much. I don't think we should have this kind of freedom. I'm a liberal, not a neoliberal. And we have to clean up these skies. And these two people that go off in separate jets <laughs> with a kiss. Okay, nice. I love kissing. Mwah. But going off in separate jets, no. Stop with the Kardashian crap. They do all kinds of awful things. You know, I didn't appreciate Kim ruining Marilyn's dress. But this is ruining the planet Earth, brothers and sisters. So, moving right along, Harry says on Facebook, Holy shit, a four-year-old shot at police. Of course, that's got to be Texas. (laughs) 
or some red state. Well, I guess it's a red state, yeah, but not Texas. It's Utah, which has a whole different type of Christo-fascism, but still the gun-toting type, so. Yeah, Utah. Anyway, brothers and sisters, lovers and sinners. Back to Anon. <laughs> yes, Trump making that little rehearsal before his speech about the, quote, heinous attack and telling his special people to go home was quite something. And Steve Bannon has been convicted. Woohoo! At least something's happening, although they're going to appeal. And then there's Josh Hawley, the senator from Missouri, at some convention telling thousands of people that are applauding. I'm not going to cower. I'm not going to run from something to do with liberals. But there he is, right on tape, brothers and sisters, cowering and running, the fastest of all of the senators away from the Capitol. And this was right after he gave them the fist up in the air when he was safely behind some protection, the Kuanoners. But then, when they crashed through the Capitol, he was running as Officer Michael Fanoni says, Josh Hawley ran like a little bitch. And let me just say a couple things about that. I'm not usually pro-cop at all, but I sympathize with that portrayal. Since he stirred up the rioters, the wannabe coup anoners, and then he goes and runs he should have been leading them into the Capitol where his colleagues were also running. Yeah, everyone was running. They were scared. They couldn't believe the monster they'd unleashed, perhaps. Or they could, and they just didn't want to be in the line of fire. Right? That is more like it. As Representative Adam Kinzinger says, and here's another guy that I don't agree with very much. He's a Republican. Trump did not fail to act during the 187 minutes between leaving the ellipse and telling the mob to go home. He chose not to act, okay? So he belongs behind bars if anybody does. And in a way, I'm against a lot of imprisonment, especially nonviolent imprisonment, convicts that are nonviolent. But this is violent. 
But I do have one problem with Officer Michael's characterization of Josh as a little bitch. Because, you know, that's a female dog. And we like bitches. And he's just a coward. And a lot of them are. They're chicken hawks, is what they are. They stir up the people. And then they take the money from the billionaires. Anyway, that's what we call the Kuanon. And we are here talking about it. Me and Captain Max, who's back. But he doesn't have his microphone on. Okay. I just went to get a little chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A little chocolate. Or as you say, being from New York, chocolate. Chocolate. Mm. We also heard this week from Chauncey DeVega, who interviewed me about post-Trump sex disorder. <laughs> and he wants to interview me about forced breeding and Christofascism for Salon and his show and post-Trump sex disorder. It's a real thing, it still is. And it is apparent not just in people's feelings, it's not just a personal disorder, it's in the Supreme Court. They are the effects of post-Trump sex disorder. He has created a sex disorder that has spread from the Supreme Court throughout the country. From the top down and the bottom up. He's an avatar, as Malcolm Nance says, for these people. And that's why it doesn't matter if he's an idiot, if the rehearsal tapes show what a dweeb he is, because they're dweebs too. So they like it, like the wrestling. They like him encouraging violence above speech because they can't talk either. They would rather be violent. And that's why they went to the Capitol. And that's why I call it the rape of the Capitol. And when they use guns and weapons, they are amosexual. Of course, that refers to ammo, but it also refers to your fists. So Robert Barringer on Facebook says, the first Thanksgiving was followed by deadly conflicts between colonizers and the native people. That's very true. And those colonizers were pilgrims. They were Christo-fascists. They were out to kill the native people. If they even had much of a Thanksgiving, maybe a little sort of peace treaty that they broke within weeks so we have to right the wrongs or left the wrongs. I'm a lefty, so <laughs> I don't want to right them too much. Imagine if all couples had his and her jets, says Harry. Adriana says, Kylie is no environmentalist. She's filled with plastic. Oh, that's right. Like the ocean, along with her sisters. Yes, they are. It's starting to show in her face. I don't usually talk about people's faces, but she is kind of beautiful, of course, but it is starting to show. Ivanka, too. 
Start yeah, to start to fall a little bit. Fall. You got to keep getting these treatments. Falling. Thank and you. And I think she's under some stress, what with her <laughs> baby daddy of her two babies being somewhat responsible for the murders of all those people. And I say they were murdered because that place he gave his concert in, AstroTurf, Travis World, was very dangerous it was irresponsibly structured so david d says from youtube every time i see trump he makes me want to throw a brick through my tv don't do that you watch a tv <laughs> you're watching youtube on tv maybe he is why do you think so many people like him well david d i'm trying to explain that it's the wrestling mentality people like the guy that can go between hero and heel and that's what trump does they're in awe of his ability to do that to be the heel that is also the hero and to just throw his weight around he is an avatar who speaks at the level of an idiot so the other idiots can understand and he encourages violence, and they're entertained by that. And they're also horny, and they're jealous of him. They know he's had some sex with hot women, and he still maybe does, maybe not. But he has, and they identify with that. They like that. And honestly, I don't think that's the worst thing about him at all. In fact, that's okay. He should have lots of sex with these women, though he should practice safe sex, which he doesn't. And he should be honest with his wife, which he isn't. Birth control will soon be taken away. That are being taken and away. The Miranda rights has been taken away. What other rights? Yeah, the Miranda <laughs> rights. Big, big, big deal for anybody that's stopped by the police, which is more and more people. You need to have your right to remain silent. Right. And you sometimes don't remember that because you're traumatized by being stopped by the police. But now you don't have Miranda rights. You have fewer and fewer rights every day as a lefty. See, this is a Christian crusade against what you're reading, who you're fucking, um, what you're thinking. Um, it's a Christian crusade. Either you're a Christian or you're a non-believer and the sword of some saint will come down. Yeah, I wonder if everybody in QAnon is also Christian. I think they are oh, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, no. Although it kind of takes in some non-religious people that call themselves spiritual, but I think it's a gateway into Christo-fascism, QAnon. QAnon, which is what seeded QAnon. In fact, QAnon is not as big a deal now because they have blended in with the churches. Now the churches get the idea from the original QAnon that you don't have to worry about the truth. All you have to do is feed people's fears and fantasies. Fears and fantasies. That's it. And that's what Trump does. And that, David D., is what 
makes some people like him, including some of his Secret Service members. Now there's a Secret Service scandal. It appears that there was some involvement and that Trump contaminated the Secret Service. Why are we surprised? They can't find their text messages from January 5th and 6th suddenly after they've been subpoenaed for them. And they appear to have been in on this. That's what I would say. Especially the two that were the favorites of Trump, Tony Ornato and Bobby Engel. And the Secret Service does not serve the president. They are not his personal bodyguards. They are supposed to serve Congress, actually, and the government to keep danger away from the president, but not to be his personal bodyguard or certainly his personal assistant. But you know how Trump operates, and he turned them into his personal assistant. Daniel B. says rights are being taken away soon with central bank digital currencies. Our spending will also be monitored and censored. Imagine when you can only spend the money on certain things predetermined. He's on YouTube. Well, yeah, see, our rights are being taken away. Whoever said that they're not is incorrect. It's up for debate that they're taken away. No, they are being taken away. I guess it is being debated as to whether you want to keep them. And I would like to keep my rights. So that's what we're talking about here. Rights, and the first thing is the right to life. And I don't mean the fetus. I mean the human being who's already alive. The fetus is not alive on its own. It's only in the mother. And so that don't have no right to life, in my opinion. But we human beings who are already alive, we have a right to keep living and not get shot. And we also have a right to know the truth about our wars, which are killing us and other people. And wars are started by lies. We know that. They're all started by lies. And peace is glimpsed, at least. These days it isn't even started, but it's glimpsed with the truth. And Julian Assange told the truth about, in this case, Bush's war. He told the truth about a few other things. He pissed off the Democrats for telling the truth about some of Hillary's emails. But he mainly told the truth about Bush's wars. And so he is now being prosecuted and persecuted and extradited to the United States, and it's got to stop. You know, Mexico has offered him asylum, right? Yes, and they say that if we do not let Julian Assange go free, then we might as well just give back the Statue of Liberty to France right. that pack, gave it to us. Pack it up. Because we don't deserve it. But I think, can I, can I just want to make a little comment. I hope nobody, everybody get mad at me here. So I was sitting at the table before the, the show and I was listening to uh, what the intelligence agencies might call chatter. 
and I noticed that everybody knows everything about these movie stars, what time they shit, uh, when they jerk off, and yeah, what planes exactly. they fly. And That's why it, I talked about the Kardashians, yeah. because people pay attention to these movie stars. Yeah, and they don't and they're know, not even yeah. movie stars, right. they're just celebrities, but and, go on. And we don't know who the vice president is, no. or the first president, and we're sitting there playing video games, right? And the fucking Chinese are building monster weapons because they have learned from us that without those weapons, hey, we could get kicked around. Well, I am not going to support their building monster weapons. I do support their well, building monster to. hospitals. Yeah, they do that too. They do that. And that's an amazing thing that they do. And let's just say, yes, a lot of countries have gotten this idea of building and using monster weapons from the United States, well, which it's the, it's basically the only set off the most monster weapon humanity has ever, ever known, known. Right. the atomic bomb yeah. on... Hiroshima yeah. and Nagasaki and we did not have to do that and the Russians know it they know that they had already won the war the Japanese were about to surrender they were just looking for some terms and the US just did this thing because they didn't want the Russians to have too much power they wanted to say hey look at us we dropped the bomb and we were the first. But then quickly, the Russians got the bomb, and there's even a song about that. And France got the bomb, and the US got the bomb. Israel got the bomb. Israel got the bomb, and now- North Korea got the bomb, maybe. Iran wants to get a bomb. We gotta stop this bombing. We gotta go bonobos. We gotta go the bonobo way or we're going to go away. It's going to be bad, brothers and sisters. It's going to be very, very bad. Although I have hope for the future. I do. Sex always wins. If we can just leave a few cells, they'll figure out that it's more fun to reproduce together than asexually. That's what they figured out in the very beginning of life on Earth and they'll figure it out again. And I don't think they'll go as far down as the cells. I think maybe it'll be the cockroaches. But maybe <laughs> there'll be a few humans. Maybe, you never know. I do think that we're in the deluge. People are dying by the, I don't know, thousands. Hundreds of thousands. In these terrible nature occurrences. And one of those occurrences is the poverty that people in the global south are living in and the pollution thanks to the Kartrashians and other capitalists you know we talked about the muskies last week I think we always have a disgusting billionaire of the week and the corporations that you don't even have a celebrity face to go with it so nobody pays attention people pay a little bit of attention to the Kartrashians because 
their people. So you can go, oh yeah, aren't they awful? And now I want to look at how their faces are just so perfect. Oh no, it looks like her face is melting. Woo! <sighs> so much. We're exposed to it so much. It's sick. And I feel as though it's a form of non-consensual, not exactly sex, but you know how when you get a dick pic in your DMs and you don't want to see it? I feel like when I get the Kartrashians in my feed on any of the platforms, it's just uh, as bad as a dick pic. And you have to look at it. It's hard to look away. So, speaking of things that are hard to look away from, I can't help but notice that cannibalism is back in the news again. And there are all these different fictional portrayals, including Fresh, a movie about literal human trafficking that winds up with the human on somebody's dinner plate. Yeah. And of course there is human trafficking for organs, so why not cannibalism? And it's weird. I, I mean, it's in a way not weird. And just so freaky that Timothy Chalamet is in a cannibal movie when his Call Me By Your Name co-star, Army Hammer, of the Hammer family, was accused of cannibalism and basically kicked out of Hollywood. Although I have a feeling he'll be back because he's too famous and good looking to let go. Although now, supposedly, he's selling timeshares in the Cayman Islands. Or some say he's acting as a concierge. But I don't think I'd want to go up and ask him, what's good to eat, Army? She says the Cartesian, Cart what, is, what is the fucking name? I call them the Cartrashians. Oh, the but they have another name that I don't want to use because it's their name. And why should I give them too much airplay don't they get enough? So she says these are these are just beautiful distractions to keep people looking at them while the rights are being taken away. I disagree that they're beautiful. Uh, me too. But I do think they are distractions. I agree with that. And I might like some of their clothes, but actually not much. I usually it's don't awful like their clothes. Stuff. They have terrible sweatshirts, and she wears these bodysuits that cover her hands and feet. I don't know. Anyway, enough of that. Harry says, yeah, I feel like we should give back the Statue of Liberty and probably take out a few verses from the national anthem because freedom and liberty in the country is becoming a joke. Well, I agree with you, Harry, but... The national anthem actually has some terrible verses which are not about freedom and liberty. They're about bombing. <laughs> and about slavery. You pay attention to those lyrics by Francis Scott Key. They're about how our people are so courageous the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, and also about how the other side is so terrible, partly 
because they have escaped slaves on their side. And that is in our national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner. So we should never stand for that, ever. They should change that. I mean, the part about freedom and liberty, all right, we, yeah, we're losing that. But to glorify this verse, maybe they don't sing that verse, but it's still in there. And the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air. Wow, soon that became an atomic bomb. And there could be another one. Now Putin's got the bomb. Bush gave it away when he stumbled over trying to criticize Putin for his invasion by confessing that his own invasion into Iraq had been terrible, brutal. So yes, of course Putin's invasion is, and he's copying us. We gotta go the bonobo way though, brothers and sisters. We gotta find a way to get him to go bonobos and all those Russians <laughs> and all those Americans. There could be other bombs dropped by us, by the enemy, by the friend, by mistake. And of course, there's the climate change that we are wreaking upon the earth. There's the COVID that is never going to go away. They told us this the other day. It's never going away. And now there's monkeypox, which, well, you got to touch each other, I guess, for that. So there's a conspiracy against sex, brothers and sisters. And it's not just among people. It's among microbes that don't like us humans anymore. But there's a lot of people who seem to have a death wish. I think this is the Christo-fascist way. The coup-anon kink, if you will, is, yeah, hang your own leaders and screw yourself, and not in a good way. Go out in a hail of bullets. It's messed up. We gotta try our best to stop it, to spread the bonobo way. Go bonobos, watch the bonobos who practice peace through pleasure, female empowerment, male well-being, sharing, socialism, and a lot of good consensual sex amongst all the bonobos. And we're so close, we could do it, but hey, <laughs> I'm not betting on it. I'm rooting for it. I'm pushing it, but I'm not betting on it. And so I've been thinking about what happens after the deluge. And I've been looking into the history of what happened after the Roman Empire fell, the collapse, which coincidentally happened with the first Christo-fascists, the first Christians, actually. And as they took over, the whole thing fell apart because they don't know how to run anything. They ran it into the ground. And what happened? The barbarians looted Rome. And what did 
we fall into according to our history books the dark ages and I always learned that this was a very bad time these dark ages very bad the Roman Empire was glorious and the Middle Ages we started to wake up and then the Renaissance was also glorious and of course the Enlightenment and the fabulous American Revolution. All these things were taught to us in our non-critical race theory education. And that went for Yale too, where I studied American history and partly decided not to major in it because it depressed me how masculinist it was. Because you start to figure it out if you really think about it. How these guys came in and just slaughtered all the natives. But anyway, I digress from the Dark Ages, which I had always learned were terrible. They were dark. People couldn't read. They couldn't communicate. There weren't kings. There weren't too many queens either. Actually, there weren't very many wars going on. And there were a lot of peasants who lived off the land and had to pay taxes to the lords who had to come around and collect them. And yeah, that was pretty messed up. But what happened later was no better, and you could say a lot worse, when they started taking over that land and kicking off the serfs and making them work for a measly wage that didn't buy them much of anything. And the kings took over and made them go to war. Wars against nations that didn't exist during the Dark Ages. They were a time of collapse. And there was a lot of sex going on. You can tell if you read Chaucer. Lots of hot sex and not that much policing of the sex. Some, you know, was against the church, everything was against the church, but the church really didn't have that much power, I don't think, in the Dark Ages. They were the only ones that had any, but mostly people were left to their own devices. And you didn't have to have a passport, that's for sure. You certainly didn't have a particular country, usually, right? Right. There was a lot more of what we might call freedom. Freedom. Anyway, kind of interesting. And maybe there wasn't so much against women. I mean, you look at Chaucer's... Canterbury Tales, which I also studied in English class, those tales give an important spot to women. Women often would own the taverns. Women were not as badly treated as they were when like King Henry VIII took over and all these kings began to assert their power. And even if there was a queen like Elizabeth, who was maybe a little better, because there were no wars under Elizabeth, you notice? 
She was the virgin queen, although there was a big war which was against the natives of North America. Mostly the royals would be kings and they would fight and they wouldn't, of course they themselves wouldn't fight, but they would get the poor people who now didn't own any land. They would get them to fight. And yeah, they had the Enlightenment. I, I kind of like their philosophy better than the Christo-Fascists. Of course, yes, better. Spinoza, Voltaire, better. But in terms of the French Revolution, a lot of heads rolled. And capitalism grew out of it. So I'm still an, a pro-Enlightenment person. And I'm a liberal, and I'm a Democrat. But I'm thinking about the future, the dark ages, when I won't be alive, and when none of us will be. But when there could be some kind of movement, perhaps, of socialism, because somebody picked up the Bonobo Way, perhaps, in an old burial site. Well, uh, you know, as uh, went by quickly, I uh, just want to remind you uh, of uh, your neighbors, and, uh, <laughs> and I want to warn you about these Republicans. They're basically uh, traitors to the Constitution. They're, uh, yeah, they're awful. Treason. They're treasonous. Uh, and... Um, they're after you. They want to take away your rights. Rights that we fought very hard for. And uh, now you have radicalized me. Finally. Not that I wasn't a radical before. <laughs> but now I'm going to be 79 soon. All right. Dr. Susie, 79. That's a big subject to bring up at the end of the show. Well, you know, I just want to give myself a little credit for being the only... Well, at least you haven't gotten COVID like Biden and Trump. I haven't gotten COVID. We've been very careful around here. I'm going to knock on wood now, not on my microphone. This is wood. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's real wood. Um, aside from that, we love you. We care about you. To the city council, I invited you for dinner uh, last Friday. None of you showed up. I didn't think you were going to. But we're going to see each other soon and talk about your threats. Talk about what you've tried to do and talk about how much you're going to pay for it. In the meantime, I love you, Dr. Susie. I love you guys out there. Uh, I love me. Uh, I had a man touch my penis, by the way, the other day, which was rather... That's also a pretty big subject yeah. to bring up at the end of the show. <laughs> it's traumatizing. Let's just quickly explain. It no, was no, just no. a doctor. <laughs> and it wasn't one of those kind of doctors. Yeah. He was actually a urologist. He was a urologist. That's correct. But you have spoken about him touching your penis about 20 times 
including when I was touching other things. So I think you're a little bit turned on by it. In fact, you hey. might have some sort of a kink about doctors touching your penis. I don't know. Well. Speaking of kink, this yes. show is Kuanon Kink. Kuanon. And if you really have a Kuanon Kink, have we got a collection of cards for you. Yeah. In fact, this collection is good for you whether you approve of the Kuanon or you don't. And of course, we don't. But even if you liked it, you will probably like these cards because it shows you all the major players and it's very interesting. So how do you get these cards? Well, you go to our shop, the Pleasure Shop. Dr. Block's Pleasure Shop. Dot com. And uh, you'll find them in there. And it's always a good investment, uh, you know, uh, for collectors. And they're fun cards. And uh, they remind us of our enemies. That's how they serve our card-playing desires. That's but correct. if they're your friends, hey, hey have hey, yourself hey. a blast and have play fun. cards. Yep. But let's just say this. Let's not have him as president again. If you want to get all nostalgic while you're playing cards, be my guest. But please, <laughs> keep it on the card table, not in the Oval Office. Or the oval orifice, which could be mine or anybody else's. And actually, the supreme injustices have gone into our oval orifices and locked them down. Forced breeding. It's getting worse, brothers and sisters, and we didn't really have time to talk about it. I don't believe how fast this hour and a half has gone. Oh, really good. Whatever your kink, even if it's coup anon make kink not war have it in your head call us and talk to us about it we're the kink experts if you get off on watching those guys showing their hairy stomachs as they're climbing up the wall well give us a call and we'll talk about it or whatever you get off on hopefully you get off on something a little more pleasant than that although it doesn't really matter We'll talk about it because we believe in channeling your fantasies into sex and fantasy and the telephone therapy, not into shooting people, not into war. So make kink, not war. And make love, not war. Make like bonobos, not baboons. Make love, not war. Make love to someone you love tonight. Even if that someone is you. I love you. Even you Kuanonis. Just don't do another coup. Need to talk with someone about something you can't talk about with anyone else? You can talk to us. I'm Dr. Susan Block your mistress of the airwaves, but my day job is director of the Dr. Susan Block Institute for the Erotic Arts and Sciences, specializing in sex therapy over the phone. Anytime you need to talk, whether you need serious psychotherapy or a hot phone sex experience or a combination, my world-renowned telephone sex therapists are just a phone call away. 
totally private, absolutely confidential. We listen, talk with you, advise you, role play for you, fantasize with you, no fantasy is too taboo, and help you with anything from impotence to exhibitionism, fears to desires, fetishes to marriages. For more information, call us at 213-291-9497. That's 213-291-9497 anytime you need to talk. You're listening to Radio Suzy One on the World Wide Web.